This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, click on the radio section of the page, scroll on down and find some past shows, subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Folks, it seems like so much of retirement advertising, whether it's print, TV, social media, depicts retirement as a joint venture for happy couples. I know you know the ads I'm talking about. They often feature two smiling, white-haired people on a bike ride together, clinking wine glasses at an outdoor restaurant with an ocean view. All perfectly pleasant images, sure, but what about the significant number of people whose retirement, at least initially, will be a solo trip? Now, we're going to stop overlooking those people with some of our tips today. Now, don't worry. There's something for everyone, regardless, in this week's episode. But before we dive into managing retirement as a single person, let me introduce one of my favorite, maybe multiple personality people, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? (laughs) Wait, I'm your favorite multi-personality person? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I figure, you know, we're going from single people in retirement. Let's talk about multiple personalities on air. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't think I have multiple personalities. I think pretty much what you see is what you get with me. Uh, to be honest, I, th- I kind of have one setting for better or worse. Uh, That's true. I've never been That's accused true. of multi-personalities, but, uh, you know, it's a first. It, it might, it's the, sh- the voices you do. It's the really the voices. Oh, the you voices. The character. You sure. have a lot of movie references and, and That's true. you go in and out. So That's that, true. I'm not That's accusing true. you of, of any uh, <laughs> ICD-9 code. That well, if the shoe fits, I'm I guess just... I should wear it. <laughs> the shoe fits, I should wear it. But I am happy to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. I know you've got a good one lined up. We were talking about it off air in between how we prepare the fish we catch when we go fishing and how we make that shore lunch when we're back on shore. How do you prepare it? I enjoyed hearing about uh, Matt's magic dust. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is that or no? Captain Matt's magic dust. Is that? Yes, that is what it's called. Captain Matt's magic dust that you sprinkle on the fish and it makes it so delicious. The addictive chemical crispy. you put in it that makes us crave it fortnightly. <laughs> See, there it is. There's one. <laughs> there it is. You brought out that personnel. Okay, I see. Yeah, you might have a point then. Uh, but today, we're actually going to be talking about uh, how to prepare for retirement when you're single. And I think, you know, even even for those who aren't single out there, you've got a lot of great retirement planning tips for us today. And, uh, you know, like you said, I think, So much of retirement planning focuses on couples, but, you know, there's about, they say there's 10,000 people retiring every single day. So it makes sense that a healthy number of them are probably single, whether by choice 
or divorce or the loss of a spouse, right? You're, Tony, you're absolutely right. That baby boomer generation, uh, you know, it, if they're not technically retiring every day, they're reaching that age every right. single day, 10,000 people. Yeah. So it's a big number. Uh, and there's a lot of them that are single. Uh, there's a U.S. News and World Report article. And it's titled 13 Tips for Singles Nearing Retirement. And it has some really interesting insights that I think will be very valuable for a lot of our listeners. Now, first tip, begin making plans. Sounds simple, right? Right. <laughs> make a, a plan. Wide, yeah, a wide ranging initial plan will make the rest of the retirement planning process that much easier. And as the article notes, if you're heading into retirement as a single person, you're joining a club that counts about 20 million of your fellow Americans as members. 20 million. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a big number. Uh, that's a big club. Yeah, and, you'd think the dues wouldn't have to be too high in a club that size. Right. Well, and you know the old uh, Marx Brothers, I think it's Groucho Marx, who said, I don't want to be a, a part of any club that would have me as a member. Correct. <laughs> well, <laughs> this one might be beyond some people's choice. So. Right. So tell us, tell us more about how to go about making a retirement plan then if you're single. Okay. It, so... Retirement planning when you're single is very different than retirement planning if you're married or in a committed relationship. Now, with that in mind, the first element of your retirement strategy should be focusing on, and this might sound silly, but saving as much money as possible as early as possible. After all, if you're single, you aren't in a position to share household expenses with another person. Now, these expenses are all on you. You also don't get some of those tax breaks designed for married people. And finally, maybe perhaps most importantly, you don't have a spouse or partner that you can rely on to take care of you should you become ill. Those factors, and there's plenty of others, make make saving money essential. The article recommends saving at least 10 to 20% of your income annually, and reaching that ambitious goal will make it more likely you can pay your bills or meet your possible long-term care needs after you retire. And I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but not having that other person around sometimes perhaps draining those resources, sometimes makes that savings goal much more possible. Well, that's a good point. Uh, That's a positive way to possibly look at that. And when it comes to building a retirement strategy, you know, saving money and, and doing it properly is one of the first things that financial experts like yourself always point to. But but like you pointed out, if you're single, it's just that much more important, isn't it? Yeah. And and to tie into our previous point about saving your money, you should also build a strategy around the assumption that you'll live a long time after you retire. If you retire at 65, you may live another 20, 25 plus years. That means you can likely look forward to plenty of adventures. That's great news and great experiences with family and friends, but also means you're going to have to have enough money to make it all happen. And if you haven't already, I'd seriously urge you to meet with a financial services professional. There's many financial service professionals that have the experience and insights that can make your strategy process a little easier. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned people are living longer and longer, and that means more time in retirement. Uh, You know, 20 or 30 years even isn't that uncommon. I have to bring up my grandpa, my grandpa, Bob, Bob Shore. He's 99 this year. And he's going strong. Yep. In fact, he just got back from a vacation, pulling yeah. and driving, driving wow. his truck with his trailer behind it. He and Etta went out on a vacation. He's working on the farm, running the backhoe, uh, doing all sorts of things. And he's 99. So 
you know, when when they planned out his retirement, you got to plan for for a long time. Of course, he never stopped working, but, uh, you know, he stopped the income as, you know, from regular farming stop because he doesn't farm, you know, a few hundred acres anymore, but he still Mm -hmm. piddles around on the farm, you know. Yep. Right. Yeah. That longevity, if you're, if you're in ill health, it's maybe one thing, but you really, if you have, if you look at the tables, there's a good chance you're going to go a while and you really should be planning. Yeah, exactly. And then your point, getting together with a financial professional to talk through uh, potential income producing products and investments, that's so important. So what do you have next? Uh, next thing you may want to work into your strategy is defining your new purpose. It might sound a little, you know, hippy dippy ish, but going to work every day has likely been your purpose for in the ballpark of 40 plus years. So after you punch that literal or metaphorical time clock for the last time, what comes next? You know, certainly your new purpose should include the things you've always dreamed about. And that could be a train trip across Europe, maybe fly fishing in Alaska. That's one of mine. Uh, Walking the Great Wall of China. Maybe it's less ambitious and maybe even better, less expensive things like learning to paint or learning to play tennis. But you may also want some of your post-work purpose to focus on helping your community. Volunteering at a food shelf or, or museum is a great way to go. Many libraries recruit volunteers to, you know, read youngsters' books. Uh, feeling like you're still contributing to society may help your retirement feel balanced and rewarding. Well, that that says it all right there, and that's some great advice, good tips, a lot to think about, and it's been a good show so far. Why don't you let our listeners though know how to get a hold of you if they want to talk about this and get a plan in place or get a second opinion on their current plan. You grab me by both arms and shake, stare me in the eyes and say, listen, uh, now uh, call 800-339-9252. You could visit us on, uh, the, on the web compass-ltd.com. Yeah. And, and it's a good conversation to have about what you need to do to prepare for retirement, especially if you're single. And I think that doesn't get the attention it deserves. We often talk about retirement. It's mostly geared toward couples. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what are we going to talk about next? Well, the next tip from the U.S. News and World Report, the 13 tips for singles nearing retirement, falls into the category of, I'd say, concrete advice. And that tip is carefully diversifying your retirement savings. So don't put all your financial eggs into one basket, so to speak. I'm not saying if, if you're working with a financial professional, I'm not saying don't go there and say, oh, I'm just going to bring, you know, uh, one of my three 401ks there. No, you can have all your eggs at the same farm. Just make sure they're not all in the same basket, right? Without getting too specific, there are numerous tools and products out there that may help you prepare your finance for a solar retirement. As we mentioned during the first segment, there could be tremendous value in working with a financial service professional who may have particular insight in helping you use your money to make money. And again, as we've noted throughout the show, when you retire as a single person, you need to stretch your money even further because you're not sharing expenses both unknown and the known expenses with another person. So it's very important, again, to be watching not just how much you're saving, but how much it can grow. Yeah, and I find it interesting as as you're talking to us about this, uh, that there are some positives to saving and investing and retiring as a single person, but there's a lot lot of negatives. You don't have that uh, combined, uh, you know, investment power of a couple 
So a lot of it is uh, more of a struggle and even more important than. Um, so if you're likely to retire as a, you know, a single person, all of your financial senses need to be heightened, right? Well, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, and when, well, let's, let me say this. We, I hear what you're saying. There's definitely pros and there's definitely cons, but that's the same no matter what way you're entering into retirement. That's I don't true. want any single person that's listening to this thinking that there may be more cons because you're single. There may be a couple more struggles if you're single and maybe still preparing to take care of kids and grandkids and you're solo and there's no support from someone else that will come with its own unique set of struggles. But maybe you got to retirement single without some of those other responsibilities, in which case you may be way better off than the married couple who's reaching retirement and still has a ton of responsibilities that they're trying to take care of. Um, but you know, Good when, point. When, yeah. So when you're saying refining those financial senses, it's important to know your money real uh, research, you know, really, really, really research your stuff, contemplate the various ways you can maintain income after you retire. Now, if you don't really want to do all that research, again, meet with a financial services professional. They've done the research. They can explain it to you. Obviously, there's a lot of ways to provide yourself with retirement income. So beginning the process early is really critical. Knowing your money goes beyond just saving and making it grow. It also means knowing when where it's likely to be spent. There's a Motley Fool article, five long-term care stats that will blow you away. It has some potentially eye-popping stats. We talked about long-term care in a very recent show. About 69% of people will need long-term care after they turn 65. And as you might imagine, long-term care isn't cheap. The article notes 15% of people who turned 65 between 2015 and 2019 spent a quarter million dollars or more on long-term care. As you build your retirement strategy, working on the assumption that you're likely to need long-term care and perhaps a lot of it is probably a wise move. Oh yeah, I, I would say so. That's really important. And those long-term care stats are very sobering. Uh, it well, can be... why have you been drinking? You shouldn't have done that before the show. <laughs> That's true. But the long-term care talk sobered me right up, Matt. Uh, are there ways to prepare for long-term care beyond just saving money or building uh, retirement income streams? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question for two reasons. One, it shows you're listening. And two, it shows you care. Uh, you know, the, the most common If there's way to... one thing I do right now is care. It's Let me care, tell you. Tony. Yeah. Absolutely. That's especially what you've about probably you. known best for. <laughs> especially about when it comes to Captain Matt. <laughs> and his magic dust. Exactly. So, yeah, the most common way to prepare for potentially expensive ongoing retirement health care needs is to purchase long-term care insurance. Um, I, I, most common way, in most maybe best-known way, there are a lot of other ways to do that. And again, this is depending how you arrived at being single. If you've been single forever, you don't have a lot of other responsibilities. Long-term care insurance might not be necessary for you. But if you have some other responsibilities that you want to take care of or you do want to protect your estate from some other spend down issues, it could be incredibly important. Like so many other parts of your retirement strategy, though, in this case, the sooner you do it, the better. Depending on what you purchase, long-term care insurance may help provide you with nursing care, other things that standard health care doesn't cover in the aftermath of major medical event like a stroke. Uh, purchasing long-term care insurance early during your working years may lower your coverage costs. Like just, you know, like any insurance, the earlier you get it, generally the less it's going to cost you. And another benefit of that insurance is that it alerts your family and friends about 
who you'd like to hire and rely on for help should you become seriously ill or incapacitated. Oh, wow. Yeah. And my ears perked up when you mentioned alerting friends and family because a spouse or partner isn't the only person you go through retirement with. You also have family members or friends that you care about and who care about you. Oh, absolutely. Dead on there. Even if you're single, it's important to keep your estate documents updated. Estate documents, things like your will, medical directives, power of attorney, your individual retirement accounts, life insurance policies also have beneficiaries that you'll want to keep updated as your circumstances or even your perspectives change. Your estate documents can also dictate even where you'd like your pets to go. And I'll tell you, you know, I think a very healthy thing for a lot of people entering retirement single is having a good pet. Uh, I will talk, I'll touch on that in a little bit, but, uh, you know, making sure that you have these things spelled out and that you've done it yourself, you're, it, it, it'll help you. Otherwise the state might step in and determine who will manage your affairs. It'll help you make sure that doesn't happen. Make sure the people you've assigned duties to are aware of them and also be certain that your critical documents are safely stored, accessible to you and the people who you want them to be available to. I will put a little plug here for something that we have, the generational vault, great way to safely store those things. And, you know, when we do our annual reviews, talking with the beneficiaries, et cetera, letting them know they're there. Well, that's interesting. Are there other types of insurance someone who may be retiring alone should consider? Well, there's Probably a really big one would be disability insurance. I say probably. That's a big one they should consider. Disability insurance is probably something everyone should consider purchasing. It may be even more pressing for single people because not being able to work has an enormous consequence for your ability to save money and properly prepare for retirement without another income stream to help support you through that time. Right. And that sounds like something we do need to consider. You don't want to have something happen to you and you don't have another income to rely on if you're single. So right. uh, very important. Insurance is always important. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, we've been talking about what we need to do to prepare for retirement if you're single. Uh, and what do you have for us here? This will be our final segment for the show. Okay. Next piece of advice I want to talk about, and it's from that U.S. News World Report article uh, is to consider retiring when you're 70. Every year that you delay your retirement beyond the full retirement age, which, you know, if you look at the Social Security Administration tables, is currently 66 for people born between 43 and 54. You boost your Social Security benefit by 8% due to the delayed retirement credit. Therefore, if your full retirement age is 66 and you don't retire until you're 70, you boost your Social Security benefit by 32%. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, there you go right there. That That's helpful. And, and when it comes to putting more money in your pocket for retirement, you should also spend some time probably finding additional potential sources of income. I mean, social security alone isn't going to be enough, right? No. And that's kind of that side gig people hear so much about, but fear not side gigs don't mean you retire and then transition to another full-time job. Yeah. Side, yeah. And side gig in my eyes really has two benefits. First is that it puts a little extra cash in your pocket. And second, it gives you something to do. It keeps you engaged in the world around you to that end, working one or two days a week at maybe a bookstore, coffee shop, museum, arts venue. It may make traveling or eating out a little more budget friendly while also getting you out of the house, meeting new people who share your interests. As you've probably seen in the news during the last handful of years, you may also be able to earn a few extra bucks by 
renting out a room or your entire home on Airbnb or similar platforms. And of course, getting behind the wheel a few hours a week for Uber or Lyft is also another option. Right. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up side gig. I I was just about to, and then you brought it up. So I think that's very good. And it's probably as much about spending time with other people as it is about earning extra money. There's the social aspect. Well, it certainly is. I'm sure a lot of us have had a relative or close friend who became socially isolated after they retired, struggled with losing some of their identity. Uh, the American Psychological Association, uh, there's an article called The Risks of Social, Social Isolation. It noted that for older people, social isolation can lead to adverse health consequences, things like depression, poor sleep, impaired executive function, uh, accelerated cognitive decline. That's a scary one. Uh, poor cardiovascular function, impaired immunity. In the end, social isolation is a preventable circumstance. and It can shave years off your life. So retirement shouldn't mean sitting alone all day in your home. That's why I said before, you know, a pet is a, is a good thing to have. Maybe it gets you to the park, meeting some other people. As, uh, pouring coffee at Starbucks or working in the gift shop too at your favorite museum is only partially about money. It's also about being an active part of the world, enjoying the camaraderie of other human beings. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. I think that's very good insight, Matt. And it also occurs to me if you're retired, working in something like a coffee shop or a record store, wherever you want to work, it's a wonderful way to spend time around younger people who might help keep you on the, you know, up on the latest trends, help keep help you keep feeling young with things like music, books, and movies. Uh, and while that's admittedly a small thing, I think it can make your life more interesting and more fun. At least the books and movies part. Let's face it. Some of the new music just isn't worth even finding. Um, <laughs> uh, you and I agree on that. <laughs> so anyway. But there is but some yeah. good new music out there. there you is. just don't. There's a small. You're not going to hear it on the radio, though. I'll tell you that. Mandy, you have to fight to find it. Yeah. You really do. Uh, and there was a Kipling article, planning for retirement as a single person. And they said, you should build a team. And what better way to build that team than to continue building friendships, relationships. If you're single, particularly if you don't have children, building a team that can be there for you as you age, it really can seem a little daunting. But you know, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, start jotting down the names of people you feel close to. Chances are, between your extended family and trusted friends, you have people in your life you can rely on. And if you plan properly, you can supplement your family and friends with highly, highly qualified paid professionals. And somewhere in the middle, unfortunately, maybe you put that list and you don't have the list. There's also uh, groups, volunteer groups, community-based groups that are there to help you. They check out your local community center. Look at groups like you know, Lions or Kiwanis or Rotary. There's a lot of groups out there that have some sort of things in place that will help you maybe find that bridge between the trusted friend and that paid professional, especially if you don't have the, all the funds to do it. Remember your needs in retirement won't just revolve around big things like your financial and medical affairs. You're also going to need people to stop by occasionally, help you with a home repair, run errands for you, drive to your appointments. Uh, it's vital to create a list of the people in your life who you know would be willing to lend you a hand now and then. And maybe another great way is, get involved in some of those community organizations. You can build, it's a very easy way to build a great network of relationships around you. Well, it's like my grandpa Bob says, you got to stay active. You got to keep going. Yep. And that's the key to a, a long and happy life and a long and happy retirement. Well, you know what, Matt, this has been a really good episode, but we're out of time. Is there anything you want to add for the listeners before we go? 
Unbelievable. That just flew by, huh, Tom? Uh, yeah, let me, I will add this. If you have any questions about this, if you've struggled with any of these things, give us a call. 800-339-9252. Visit us online, compass-ltd.com. I, I've said it before. The one thing I love more than anything about my job is finding those people that really need that help and helping them through those times. And if this is one of those ones that you've been struggling with, reach out. I'm more than happy to listen. You sit down. Our initial consultation's complimentary. There's no cost, there's no obligation. It might be that first step that helps you reach outside of yourself, especially if you're feeling that isolated feeling. Uh, meet meet a new person, meet some, maybe you like somebody in our office and you just call them to talk occasionally. If that it's that, that's gonna help somebody kind of break that isolation uh, thing that they may be in, please, if for no other reason, do it for that. And if you have any questions related to any of the stuff we talked about today, we can knock that out in the first meeting as well. All right. Sounds great, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.